0: Welcome in. It's your Jock Market Power Hour for this week's WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. I'm Rick Gaming. that right there, Joe Idoni. And for the next hour, we are taking you through the most important moments of the IPO phase. And Joe, another cash market. I love it. I'm stoked.
1: What up? What up, guys? Uh, Yeah, we're back with the cash market week. We had a week off last week. We still did the show. So thank you to you guys who stopped by. We kind of did a a little season recap, a little Q&A. We dove through some of the data that we've seen thus far, but it's good to have a cash market back. I'm excited to get it going.
0: Yeah, you can literally bid on shares of golfers right now. And that will continue until about 9 p.m. Eastern time. Usually, a minute or two before is when that IPO phase is going to close, and then also uh, we are going to go into the live trading. So once that closes, you can buy and sell shares of golfers. And of course, if you're not quite ready to dip your toe into the cash market, there are plenty of free. There's a free contest as well that you can win real money. So there's plenty of action for however you want to get involved, Joe.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We've got the promo code down there uh, below is power for a 50% match bonus. If you haven't tried it yet, uh, $50 try
0: it, match bonus, not 50,
1: $50. free bucks. We're going to give go. away another $100 in what we call jack bucks during the show. So uh, we're giving back to the people. We're spreading a little love and we're excited to have you guys along with us.
0: Yeah. A couple of items. Chris says, never tried this before. Looking forward to learning a little bit. Chris, welcome. Uh, This can be very interactive. If you have questions, concerns, comments, go ahead, throw them in the chat right now. You might as well drop your jock market username in the chat right now because that is how you're going to get entered into a draw to win money free cash to the jock market and joe it is another small field no cut event only 66 golfers and brent is already beating us to the punch here this was one of our our top outline items that we had to talk through but brent says can you explain the payouts in this no cut small field event is one dollar still the minimum is that still correct so so joe let's let's walk the people through uh the way this is going to work for this evening
1: Absolutely. So the way I understand it uh, in the news that we got this morning from Jock Market, so it's the smaller field size event they have. They did this kind of for some of the WGCs earlier in the year, but basically instead of the normal top 80 uh, paying out more than a dollar, it's going to be top 50 this week. So you still mentioned a relatively small field. Uh, The top 50 guys are going to be above $1, and the curve is just shifted a little bit. So it's going to pay out at the top the same, the normal $25. And everything is going to be on that sliding spectrum for the top 50 guys. For those who finish, what, 51st through 66, they're still going to pay out a dollar a share. So just a little bit different this week. No cut. Obviously, you mentioned everyone in the field is going to have four full days of play. Um, So a different way to kind of attack this week and just something noteworthy.
0: And what that's going to do is it's going to really keep shares of golfers Live and in, uh, potentially enticing all week long because if you're finishing 41st, that's now a two dollar payout, which is uh, certainly something you're going to want to keep an eye on. Because if you have somebody hanging around, you know, 50th, 51st, to move up 10 spots, Joe, on a Sunday to WGC, like it, it ain't no thing. Like you can do that in in pretty
1: pretty easy order. No doubt. It like usually, I think the biggest difference. I think the guys at the top are going in with the past from what we've seen are going to stay relatively the same in that sort of $10 to $8 range. The big difference is going to be these guys at the bottom because, um, you know, there's, there's no missed cuts. So usually half the field is out and is paying $1 a share versus this week, you only really have 15, 16 guys. So I think we're going to see those lower tier guys, what we like to coin sort of the penny stocks, actually be a little bit higher in price this week than we see in most because the floor is so much higher.
0: Yes, and we are um, also hearing from the team over at Jock Market, apparently shorting golfers is very, very close, which is going to be a complete game changer. It means that you can get action on um, really on these guys without ever having previously owned their shares. So if you see a guy jump out to an 18 hole, a 36, a 54 hole lead, and you think they're coming back down to earth, Joe, you're going to get an opportunity to short them coming very, very soon.
1: Yeah, this is a game changer because you can really kind of play both sides of the coin. Um, So we always love jock market, Rick, and we always talk about how it's so much different than these other apps and platforms and ways to sort of get involved with DFS or golf gambling. And that you're really just betting on a player to outperform their baseline expectation Well, now you're going to be able to to sort of flip that and bet on them to underperform their expectation when they kind of roll that out. I'm excited to see how it kind of comes to fruition. Um, And and it looks like it's coming very, very soon, hopefully for the start of NFL season as well, which is right around the corner, which is a ton of fun on jock market. So if you're sort of dipping your toes now, um, you know, we'll, we'll be here all through the fall for you.
0: Yeah, we talk a lot about golf, but there are uh, many other sports on jock market. So if you are into other sports, there is a a lot of action going on. uh, And certainly in in sports that listen, I, I don't think they're bigger than golf, but some people, you know, might think they're bigger than golf. That's available on the jock market as well. Joe, before we jump into the big board for this week, turn our attention to Memphis uh, in full. What we like to do is our market movers segment. So this is essentially where you and I get to go on record. We pick out uh, one penny stock, one mid cap, and one blue chip stock to keep our eye on over the course of the evening. Let's start at the top. Let's start with the blue chips. Where are you going at the top of the market?
1: Okay, so I made a little last minute switch here at the top, and I want to get some more info from you. But I was going to go Brooks. Um, I know that you've got, you're in touch with some boots on the ground, so I have a little bit of concern there. But I think Speeth is a really safe play up there. Um, You know, four basically top threes in his last eight starts. The approach play is dialed in. We know about the sort of smallish green sizes here. But really, I think the difference coming into a place like Memphis and these tournaments that have a ton of water lurking this year versus years past is the sort of control and confidence that he has right now with the driver. Um, I've never seen him sort of drive it this well throughout his career. You couple that together and hopefully he can piece together the other parts of his games that are a strength. And I think that he makes a really safe play at the top, because if you're going to spend top dollar on this guy, you, you, you need him to finish inside the top 10 in order to not take a huge loss. I think that he has a ton of upside. I'm going to go with him for my blue chip.
0: All right, Jordan Spieth. Uh, I'm gl- I'm so glad you mentioned Brooks Kepka. Mark asked about him in the chat as well. He is actually going to be my my blue chip stock. I'm I'm not worried at this moment. So it was reported earlier, and of course, uh, you know when when news breaks that a player withdraws from a pro am and cancels his press conference on a Wednesday, you start to get a little bit concerned. Um, with Brooks, listen, a lot of these guys kind of just want to take take the Wednesday off. They don't want to play in the pro-am. If you don't play the pro-am, you cancel your presser. It's not that big of a deal. There were early indications that he was um, at least I, – I, I don't know how to say this. I don't want to say using the knee as an excuse to get out, but there was like – some early indications that that's what was going on. Ryan Lavner reporting a couple of hours ago through, through Brooks's uh, manager that uh, there is no injury going on. So assuming you believe that, which I don't have any reason to not believe, I think we fire up Brooksy. And with this, this is the part of um, you know, our little industry, Joe. And I think we talked about this a couple of, of weeks ago. Sometimes you're better off not being in the know all the time. Right, not hearing totally. this. If you were just not on Twitter on Wednesday, uh, you know, you'd probably be in a much better mindset firing up Brooks, who has just been absolutely dominant. He's been phenomenal. I'm still gonna wake up, I'm still gonna make sure he's on the pre- putting green and the practice range tomorrow morning for my own peace of mind, but I'm ready to fire him up. I'm ready to go right back to him.
1: Yeah, you make a great point. I think we talked about a couple of weeks ago at the open when it was Morikawa who, like, We all saw the tweet where he he didn't like how his club face was interacting with the turf over there. Nobody played him, and he went on to to cruise to victory. So um, very valid. I think that the practice round withdrawal is something that we tend to overreact to. So, um, yeah, all makes total sense. Uh, The mid-cap play that I'm going to go with is Shane Lowry. Mm. So I like Shane a lot this week. I think he has a favorable betting number. I think he's a good sort of somewhat of a pivot play in DraftKings, and he's just been finishing well. 12th at the Open, 4th at the PGA, 6th at the Memorial. These are some of his most recent starts, and a 6th here last year in his debut at TPC Southwind. I like his craftiness around the green. He hasn't lost strokes on approach since the Arnold Palmer, uh, which was way back in early March. So he's been really solid. I think the game has been sort of trending toward a a top five and and potentially win. We've seen him win big-time tournaments before. Um, This is certainly a big payday, and I expect Shane Lowry to play pretty well.
0: I love that. Yeah, I think it's 10 events in a row now. He has gained strokes on approach. He's absolutely dialed in. I'm going with Corey Connors, and I think this is the perfect example, Joe, of sentiment. People just like – we moved on. We moved on from Corey Connors and there is no better place to kind of take advantage of sentiment than here in the jock market, because whatever he's, whatever his final price is going to be tonight, I imagine it's not going to be high enough. I imagine he still has that top 20 top 15 upside. This is a place where these greens are small. I want good ball striker. Like, I just think that this is the type of golfer that we exploit in the jock market while everyone else is, has moved on to, I've dropped my pen. Everyone else has moved on to other golfers.
1: Yeah. Love it.
0: Penny stocks. Let's round this out with your penny stock for this evening.
1: So the one that I kind of really like is KH Lee. Um, So we've seen KH play pretty well on these sort of waterline courses. Like he played really well at at, at Honda a couple of years ago, Um, played really well sort of through the Texas swing and he just hits a lot of fairways. Um, His irons can kind of come and go, but he's an above average scrambler in this field. Um, And I think that he's going to be relatively low in terms of price point this week. I think that he may be one of the guys that we've sort of cooled on a little bit where he went through his hot stretch there where he got his win. Um, And I just think that that guys like KH Lee see this as a a monumental payday potential uh, in four rounds where it can, can kind of free them up to go out there and make birdies. Uh, which he does at a fairly decent rate. So I like Cageley as my sort of penny stock.
0: KH Lee for Joe's penny stock. Mine, Max Homa had an opportunity to talk to him a couple of weeks ago, had an opportunity to talk to his caddy a couple of days ago, Joe Griner. And this to me, he's starting to lay the blueprint for guys uh, in this range, really cheap flyer options. He's solid off the tee. He's been better on approach. He has a volatile putter. That is the combination for getting one of these guys super deep down the board and having them with real actual win equity, which is hard to find often on, on the PGA tour from some of the guys further down the board. So just to recap, I'm going with Brooks. I'm going with Corey Connors, and I'm going with Max Homa. Joe has opted for Jordan Spieth, Shane Lowry, and K.H. Lee as our market movers for this evening. There we go. It's It's time. It's time well, to unveil the you. big board. The big board here it is let's go this is the live odds or excuse me the live prices in the jock market as we speak i'll continue to update this uh, throughout the evening and this ipo phase that we are bidding in right now is going to end in about call it 30 minutes or so right before the nine o'clock hour on the east coast and joe it is scotty shuffler out in front. I don't imagine it is going to end like this, but Scotty Scheffler is currently the most expensive golfer in the jock market, $5.30. That is essentially asking him to finish 21st or better. He hasn't played uh, anywhere since the Open Championship, so he's kind of been flying under the radar, but someone has jumped out and they have thrown in some bids on Scotty Scheffler.
1: Yeah, we see this happen quite often. It's obviously a little shocking to see Scheffler and Berger up there who aren't at the top of your DraftKings uh, pricing. They aren't at the top of your odds boards. But we've got time, right? I do expect them to play pretty well this week. I actually like Scotty a lot. Um, He's played these WGCs pretty well, and anytime that it seems like the field strength goes up, it tends to elevate his game a little bit. Um, Total driving phenom, which I think is going to play an important role this week in sort of managing distance with accuracy with all the trouble lurking off the tee and I think that uh I think he makes a good play I think that we're going to see some guys definitely catch him and, and sort of make a move here over the next 30 minutes or so
0: yeah now here's a name I was expecting to see near the top of the board and it's a name I expect to see near the top of the board all evening it's Daniel Berger and uh he is a course horse Joe and and I'm not even just referring to other guys at Southwind. I'm referring to other players at any other course on the PGA Tour. He's won here twice. He finished runner-up in a WGC version of this event. Uh, We know he has that winning upside. We have seen it already this year at Pebble Beach. I I mean, Berger, there there is not a, a course on planet Earth I would rather have Daniel Berger at than TPC Southwind.
1: No doubt. I saw your tweet about him earlier this week. I think that it makes it very much sense to just kind of plug, plug and play him. Like there's guys, right? There's web next week at Wyndham. There's, there's mm-hmm. these guys who just have their staple spots, but it's even more than that. It's almost like a a, a, a setup type of deal. Like you look at these really sort of tiny green surfaces that he's coming into. I know that this is one of the smaller ones on tour, But a couple other smaller ones, Pebble, which he won earlier this year, Colonial, which he's won are both well below tour average. I think the Pebble has the smallest. So it seems to be this type of fit is really kind of in his wheelhouse and has worked well and led to success for him. So I think he's very valid. He's going to be at the top of this board this week, right?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be like, I assume it's going to be Jordan Spieth. I'm very interested about this next man. I mean, it's Brooks Kepka. We kind of already talked about it, but we are going to learn. So we are going to learn tonight what the public sentiment is on Brooks Kepka. Another reason I love the jock market, because we are going to learn this in the next 30 minutes if people are putting their money where their mouth is on Brooks. And that might translate to your other favorite fantasy sites, for example. But we're going to learn that tonight, Joe. And I'm I'm not sure where it's going to go. I'm not sure if Brooks is going to end up being the most expensive golfer, like maybe he should be, or if there is going to be a bit of hesitation after some of that news that today,
1: you know, it's been really, really good, but there's a couple instances where it's been really bad in there too. So it's, he's a, he's hard to predict. You know, that he's going to show up at majors. This is obviously a place the last two years where he's finished first and second. So a great spot on tour for him. I think that he's been excited I normally like kind of have this thing about Brooks where I don't love him on the first week after a layover because he had made some comments in the past where um, he likes to kind of ramp himself up and play, you know, the second consecutive week is really when he plays his best. That said, I think this is a little bit of a different scenario here because he didn't go to the Olympics. A lot of people had that week off or they had to travel last week, um, which could be a factor as well. I think that he sets up well. You know, you gave me a little bit of confidence to not worry so much about the knee. It seemed like he was all the way back healthy. And then we got the breaking news today. So, you know, I don't it'll just be interesting to see kind of where people are at on him. And like you mentioned, it should give us a good idea of of where the sentiment really rides on Brooks this week.
0: Already seeing movement in the market on Daniel Berger. He was $3.33 just a minute ago when we talked about him. Now up to $4.80, which means if you're a buyer at that price, you're asking him to finish about 23rd or better. He's not going to finish there. He's going to continue to fly up the board. Jordan Spieth, we already talked about. He is now the third most expensive golfer in the jock market this evening. He's at $3. A couple of names we didn't talk about. Let's start with Colin Morikawa, a guy who was in a 7-for-1 playoff at the uh, Olympics for, for bronze last week, makes the trek back from Tokyo just in general Joe are we concerned about these guys there's basically I don't know how many there are 16 18 of these guys coming back from the Olympics playing this week are we do we do we care at all
1: I I'm not gonna downgrade anyone for it I think that you may be can elevate some other players who may be a little bit more rested but I'm not worried about Morikawa he's young um the guy's in incredible form I mean look at those last three starts that he's played uh, he's he's been awesome, and that doesn't even include the the bronze medal playoff last week where he came in playing pretty well. The iron play is so good. This should be a great course setup for him. Any course should be a great setup for him. Um, he's been unbelievable, and he's been putting it great. So it's like he, he's going to be very hard to ignore. These prices right now, Rick, are low on a lot of these guys. So we'll see how this boost comes up over the next couple of you know 25 minutes or so here but all of these guys look attractive right now at these targets.
0: Yeah yeah exactly right. So that that I'm glad you brought up the word target and maybe people had a week off they forgot how to put their bids in but I'm sure they're coming. You know because these the, every single golfer right now is not going to end probably anywhere near these prices Joe. So you you got to imagine Um, we're working off of targets at the moment. So uh, you, I know that you work hard each and every week to assign a target price for each one of these golfers that you think is what they're worth or what their fair value is. Why don't you tell us how that process has gone this week for a, a smaller field event and any adjustments that you might've made because of that?
1: Sure. So I really kind of lean a lot on the fair value projections is sort of where I start. Um, And you can find that information just by clicking on any player on the jock market page. Um, It will tell you what their fair value projection is based on, you know, where they rank the player out, uh, you know, in regards to the field this week. Then I kind of take that and just tweak it a little bit in terms of guys that I want to elevate up the list, guys that I want to bring down a little bit. And I try to assign a target price that I feel comfortable with bidding on that particular player. And, you know, it doesn't always work like this because I really kind of can fall in love with some of these guys late. But typically the way that I kind of play that out is once they clear that target price, I'll cross them off and I'll move on to the next guy because, you know, I I try to stick to the strategy of, of that sort of scenario. So, Um, yeah, that's basically, I work, I work off the fair value and then I just make adjustments in terms of how I rank them.
0: I love it. And we are now starting to see at least a bit more movement. Dustin Johnson has asserted himself near the top of the board currently at $4 and 44 cents. Fair value says he's worth $8 and 53 cents, which is essentially asking him to finish about 12th or better. Now, Joe, we give a lot of oxygen to, Daniel Berger's record at TPC Southwind, but Dustin Johnson's record is almost identical in terms of strokes gain numbers over the course of the last six years. He has not been himself this year. I think i will be the first to tell you that, but he is the number one pre-ranked golfer, which means he is going to break all ties on every single other golfer in the field. How do we assess Dustin Johnson this week?
1: That's important, and we always talk about that projected rank because it does break all ties, and that can be the difference between someone paying out $16 a share and $14 a share. So that can make or break your week in many instances. I've seen it happen personally, so that's important. I think that like DJ and JT, to me, are both kind of similar scenarios where they both play great here. They both should set up great here. We know that they're elite, probably both top five players in the world, but there's question marks around both of their forms. I'm kind of hoping that that you get them at a little bit of a discount because of that. And we see that, you know, elite drift that we talk about sometimes when, uh, you know, it just, it's so quick in terms of these guys who are the top players in the world, getting it back. It's a little micro shift in a swing change or just kind of figuring something out over the course of a day or even on the range that morning, they can now elevate them to, to winning status.
0: Uh, the market just exploded. So I'm going to get to that in a second. Uh, but before <laughs> I do, I was, I just did a refresh of my goodness. Uh, I, I'm forgetting to give away money. I'm so excited that oh, we're back here. Uh, I haven't started to give away our, our money for this evening. So let me just get into it. RI33INs. I don't know if that's Riggins or Ribbons, but Matt, congratulations. We'll get you set up with $20 to the Jock Market. We'll send your name over to the crew over there. If you want to also win $20, make sure that your Jock Market username is in the chat. That's your way to get entered. I'll fire these off here pretty quickly because I, I, I forgot for the first 20 or 25 minutes or so. And then also, if you have not deposited yet, uh, make sure that you are using the code POWER. It is up to a $50 deposit bonus. And it's uh, the best offer that is out there, and Joe. Yeah, now, now we're rolling in here. DJ up to seven dollars and twenty nine cents. Oh, wow. Yeah, Brooks kept up to six dollars. Colin is six. Daniel Berger six. Scotty Scheffler still at five fifty. So we are 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 now with a quintet of golfers uh, over five fifty with a gap to a couple of big names. Rory McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay, Harris English, Xander, Shawfley, Tony Fina. I mean, this field is absolutely stacked. Let's talk about that next tier of golfer because I think there's questions around Rory, whether they're right or wrong. I think there's questions around him. I think there's questions around Xander trying to do it again in a second week. I think there's questions about Harris English in this field and maybe even Patrick Cantlay coming off a miscut at the Open Championship.
1: What about Xander, Rick? Because I feel like it should be a great spot for him. He's been so good in the jock market because it doesn't always require that win. And, and you know, there's so much in terms of what last week meant to him, not only for the story with his dad, but just sort of getting that monkey off the back and coming through with a victory. Amazing up and down on the 18th hole. Um, where are you on Xander Shoffley this week?
0: Uh, well, there's a price for everybody, right? Um, I I think that I am probably, uh, and I don't know if I, I don't know if this is where he's going to finish, but I would love, I'd be willing to pay. I think even $10 for him, which is ninth or better. And it's a lot. And we have seen, there's not a lot of uh, money to be made, uh, especially when you start going over $10, but this kid's a gamer. I'm not as worried about coming back from Tokyo. At least I think this is the better direction to come in. He's constantly near the top of the board. He is trying to take over Justin Thomas's spot as the king of these no cut events. So I'm, I'm willing to, to pretty, pretty, much pay up on that because I think sentiment's going to be pretty low because this is the only sport in the world, Joe, that we pay Analyze the guy who was the best in the world last week.
1: Yeah, I know we talk about that, but you're right. He really kind of has solidified himself in these no-cut events as being one of the the, the must plays. Um, and the projected rank there is second as well is something we can't really ignore. The price at $3 a share is ridiculous right now. I think that it probably triples over the next 20 minutes here. Uh, so we'll see where it ends up.
0: We'll see where it ends up uh, as we continue. And I'll give this a refresh because I imagine we're going to see quite a bit of movement here. Um, did you ever think there'd be a world that Jordan Speeth and Jim Herman are separated by <laughs> nine cents at 8 40 PM Eastern time? Like what's what, what are we doing here? Speeth? let's, let's go. Why, why are we not bidding up Jordan Speeth yet?
1: I have speed at 693, so maybe something happened there with mine. No, I um, think you're right.
0: I'm probably behind. I need to give it a refresh.
1: Okay, okay. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, there's a lot of love on on the Herminator this week. But but there is a guy – okay, so Justin Thomas. I was really high on Justin Thomas last week. Seemingly made nothing outside of like eight feet. Um, I thought he actually struck the ball fairly well, and before Xander – Um, JT was this guy who was the no cut King, not to mention he's coming back to being a place where he's the defending champ. Um, are we, it it feels like a lot of people are sort of overlooking Justin Thomas this week. And the last time that we overlooked Justin Thomas, uh, was the player's championship and he came out and won.
0: Yes. Um, yes. So I am certainly worried about not having enough exposure to. Justin Thomas, who is an elite player. I I, I think there's no doubt about that. My only issue is that his weapon, the approach play, hasn't been particularly good. And JT doesn't doesn't usually flip a switch. You usually see it coming. He builds towards something. So we'll see. Uh, I do love the idea that he is now getting two weeks in a row of four guaranteed rounds. I I do love that, so I'm I'm really I think he is the X factor this week. Whether you have him or not, I don't think you're comfortable with it, and we're gonna find out at the end of the week uh, who was right and who was wrong. But he's a very interesting a very interesting player this week. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, I think um I I think I may be a little bit more bullish in if what feels like kind of a a somewhat of a buy low spot on JT. Um, I would have been a buyer last week at the Olympics and been wrong. Um, But, but you know, there wasn't a market for that. So maybe I'll dip my toes in this week and see where things end up.
0: Uh, Let me give away some more cash here. Uh, This one is going to Lake dog. Congratulations. Lake dog. We'll get you set up for $20 in your account. If you also would like to win free money, which I can't imagine you wouldn't like to win. Go ahead and drop your jock market username in the chat. That'll get you into a draw. I still have three more to give away this evening, and I will do that as we go on here. And Joe, what do you think? We are probably 15 minutes out, 15 minutes out from this IPO phase closing, usually within a minute or two of 9 p.m. Eastern time, right?
1: Yep. Yeah. A minute or two, it's good. There's a 90-second window where it can close, Uh, sometimes we see the early, sometimes we see the late and there's sort of pros and cons to both, but yeah, we, we know that those last five minutes, things just shift up and down. So it's important, I think at this point to make sure that you lock in kind of on the guys that you're targeting. And I typically like to put in like a share or two of a guy just to make sure that they're in your holdings. And that way it's a little bit easier to monitor, um, where their active price is versus what your bid price is.
0: Yeah, we are seeing the market shake up here or um uh you know solidify a little bit here. Dustin Johnson at the top seven dollars and fifty-one cents. If you're a buyer of Dustin Johnson at seven fifty-one, you're asking him to finish fourteenth or better. And Jordan <laughs> Spieth finally breaking through the seven dollar mark. No problem there. Uh here's the name, Joe. Louis Uste is in a flat six dollars. At that price, you're asking him to finish 19th or better. That has seemingly been a piece of cake for Louis. Uh, He he doesn't do anything but finish 19th or better. Doesn't do anything but finish second or third. I I mean, it is, it is really an impressive season that he's putting together. And I wonder if this price is going to continue to climb as we get closer to this IPO closing.
1: I mean, look at that. I mean, his worst finish since the masters is an 18th and he's got T eight or better in five of his last six starts. It's unbelievable the run that he's on right now. Uh, And I don't see any reason why it doesn't continue this week. He's been doing it in the strongest of fields in the, the best events. So uh, I don't think the WGC is going to, going to scare him off. It's not like he's been beating up on weaker fields and he's just playing so well. He does everything that you want to see at this course. He strikes his irons. Great. He's putting it unbelievably and he hits a ton of fairways off the tee. I think this is another week where you can go back to Louis and feel pretty good about it.
0: Go back to Louis and feel pretty good about it. Okay, you're certainly not going to uh, hear me argue much. Let's go further down the board here because there are in this field there are a lot of really good names that um, I, I think are, are are going to come in cheaper than people expect. Cam Smith, two dollars. Uh, Sergio Garcia. A dollar fifty. Joaquin Neiman. A dollar fifty. Hideki Matsuyama. A dollar thirty. I'll give this a refresh, Joe. But like, there are a lot of valuable big name players that are less than two dollars at the moment.
1: I was gonna say, like, we got guys in the chat. What are we doing with Hideki right now? A dollar thirty. I know that there are con- some concerns, and I think a lot of them rest on there was a lot of expectations last week being over in Tokyo, being in his home country. Um, He wanted to perform well. I don't, you could kind of see it. um, The weight on his shoulders last week, as he played, as he was sort of cringing when he wasn't hitting it to five feet, but that's kind of what he does. And, and, you know, you wonder if there was extra media obligations and stuff like that, that he had to do off the course with the Olympics being there. And he's sort of the celebrity, but A dollar thirty on Hideki is is ridiculous.
0: He's now only now he's uh, we've moved him to a dollar seventy six. Yeah, I mean that is asking him to finish in a no cut event as one of the best ball strikers on planet Earth, forty third or better, forty third. Uh,
1: I think in a the, sixty man feel
0: in a sixty man feel, I think the mojo king is right the last minute bidding is going to be bonkers everyone seemingly waiting around but I can't imagine there's enough bids to come in to get all of these guys up to the prices that I think they should be at
1: yeah it seems like everyone is is quite low right now so um I think he's right. I think a lot of people are kind of waiting for that last minute but uh, as we've seen many times, you can kind of be stuck holding the phone and end up with no shares. So don't wait too long, especially if you see someone that you really like in this dollar range. I mean, Patrick Reed's down there. Phil Mickelson has a great tracker record here. I'm pretty bullish on Sam Burns this week. I mean, these guys are all in the $1 range in a no-cut event with 60 players. Uh, there's just a, so much upside there if you're bidding 2 bucks on one of these guys in terms of where that they can finish.
0: I just refreshed this like a minute ago. Xander Schauffele, $3.25. I have to give that another refresh because he is also the uh, second pre-ranked golfer, meaning the only guy he is going to lose a tiebreaker to should it come to that is uh, Dustin Johnson. And he is $4.01. The gold medalist asking him to finish 27th or better in a 66-man field. It's, it's absolutely bonkers, the prices that we're seeing right now. Um, the one name that I don't think we have talked about, and I don't think has been talked about much, Joe, uh, is Terrell Hatton. And he's at three dollars and forty six cents. He has never really had a great ma- major championship record. He's coming off two consecutive miscuts at majors, but it was just three starts ago that he finished runner up at Palmetto. I- is this like? Is this the sleeping giant? A guy who hits his irons well, plays well on difficult golf courses. Like, is this? Is this the guy?
1: Yeah, plays well on Bermuda, and I think that there are a lot of fair links to this course in some of the Florida tracks where he's played really well at. You mentioned the T2. Some of the approach numbers are like off the charts recently in like his last four rounds where there's been times where he gained six, seven uh, shots on approach. And just giving a guy like Hatton four guaranteed rounds, like it feels like he's always got a 64 or 65 in him. If he can just break 70 the other three days, he's going to be right there. And he, he's got a win rate. Over the last three years, it's as good as just about anybody. So, yeah, I'm very – I bet Terrell Hatton this week I feel really good about, it and I just feel like he's coming in a little bit overlooked off of a – you know, he was really popular at the Open, and I think for a lot of good reasons. So he burned a lot of people there, missed the cut at the U.S. Open. Uh, but going back a little bit more long-term, if you look from a wider lens, uh, he's a great player.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, here's what we're going to do. So we are kind of bearing down on the end of IPO here, probably in the next seven or eight minutes or so. Right now, I'm going to give away $20 more to the Jock Market. That's going to go to Blake. Blake, congratulations. We'll get you all set up with your $20 over the course of the next few days. And if you would also like to win $20, go ahead, drop your Jock Market username in the chat. That gets you entered into the draw. If you haven't downloaded yet, use the code POWER. If you haven't hit the like button yet, might as well just do that while you're hanging out. And, and rocking and rolling there. So we've got uh, seven, eight minutes, Joe. And usually in the last four or five, we let you go do your thing. You can have at it, uh, build up your portfolio. Now with with a week off, and remember we deep dove the data last week, has, has your strategy changed at all uh, leading into the frenzy that we are going to see here in the next 10 minutes or so?
1: I think so. So with a week off and what we kind of looked at is that a lot of the value really proceeded in the lower dollar ranges and especially in a week where um, nobody's going to miss the cut. There's only 66 guys in the field, top 50 payout. So they're paying out over a dollar a share on basically 80 percent of the field when it's normally a little bit less than half. Uh, I think I'm going to look to attack sort of this one, $2 range. Now we'll see where those prices kind of shift out because I do think that there's still some very fair value in that five, $6, $7 range. Um, asking these guys like DJ and Louie and Spieth to basically finish like 18th or better is, is kind of ridiculous as well. So I'll typically, you know, I like to spread it out a little bit, but I think as a general idea, my strategy has sort of shifted a little bit toward attacking some of the cheaper players and getting more shares of them for the opportunity to to hopefully have a bigger week.
0: Jordan Spieth has taken over the top spot in the jock market this evening, $7.55, which is essentially asking him to finish 14th or better. If Joe is focusing down on some of the cheaper options, here they are. A couple of winners already this year, Phil Mickelson, Lucas Glover, Sungjae Im, who uh, to his credit, well not to his credit for the first two rounds was absolutely horrible on approach at in Tokyo, much, much better over his final two. Maybe he found something there, but Joe, this looks like the range that you're going to be looking in this evening. Am I right?
1: Yeah. Um, Robert McIntyre, I like there in that range. I think that, um, you know, Cameron champ coming back after just playing really well is presents some good value. Tommy Fleetwood didn't play all that poorly last week. Kevin, nah, um, you know, always has the ability to sort of pop if you can get him to play all four rounds. Higo's been great. Matt Wolf, you know, these are guys that, that I like and I think that have a ton of ups, upside to potentially top 10 this week, which is going to get them over $10 per share. And if you can pay $2, you know, you have potential to make 5X there. So in comparison, if you're going to bid, you know, put your bids on Speeth and get him for $8, he can't get to five X on that. You know, the most he can get is three X on that, which is going to get you like twenty four dollars a share. And he's got to win the tournament for that to happen. So that's why I think my strategy has shifted a little bit. If you can get some of these two dollar guys, and, and you know, God forbid you find one that finds himself, uh, you know, late on Sunday with a chance to win the thing, you have massive boom potential. Uh,
0: before I let you go, I almost completely forgot Bryson DeChambeau. We okay. have not. 39 minutes into the show, we have not talked about Bryson DeChambeau, who at the moment looks like this might be the cheapest he will ever go for. Now, we have well documented over uh, over the last couple of weeks and months that he has not been a very good jock market player. In fact, he has not returned to a profit since the Wells Fargo Championship. There was an ESPN article that uh, he has lost 8 to 10 pounds in the last two weeks after testing positive, and uh, he he seems very – I don't know how he said, he said this week, I'm just like trying to get out there and we'll see what happens. Like didn't seem too confident quickly, Joe, because I want to let you go do your thing, but we, we are on the verge of seeing the cheapest price on Bryce DuChambeau ever.
1: By a lot, right? By a lot. Yes. Um, if, if, if he's sub $4 and can't make you money in the jock market there, uh, Bryce and fans are going to go bonkers for guys who've been playing this guy. Um, he's way too cheap right now. I, I don't want to play him, but, He's way too cheap, but the same, I think, could be said about a lot of these guys. We'll see kind of how it shakes out, but but he should be right where the fair value, I think, projection is, and it's like $6.50. I think that he's probably going to finish. I don't expect him the to top five this week, but I think if he finishes like 12th or 15th, that's not going to surprise me, and at $3.50, there's still a ton of upside and potential there. He basically has to finish in the top, what, 30%. Uh, 40% of the field or even better just to return you some money. So ridiculous price on Bryson right now.
0: Yeah. He's up to $4 and 44 cents at the moment. Okay. And Joe, we're going to go let you do your thing right now. Right. So this is where Joe uh, goes and uh, makes all of his bids. Then we talk about his portfolio and we see what he got in a couple of minutes here because we are in the home stretch. Uh, I by my clock. It is 8.55 p.m. Eastern time. So in the next two, three, four minutes, this IPO phase is going to close. Get your bids in now. I'll do my best to refresh this as much as possible down the stretch. We do have Jordan Spieth atop this jock market $7.55 a share which is asking him to finish 14th or better for a man who has uh, been excellent in 2021. Dustin Johnson the man who breaks all ties, the number one pre-ranked golfer right behind $7.54, seeming like it's going to be a two horse race because Brooks Kepka, a golfer who uh, you know 8 hours ago was probably going to be on pace to be one of the most expensive golfers in the jock market a little shaky on Wednesday with some news. He's currently at $6.51. So he is behind the likes of Louis Ustazen, Colin Morikawa, and Patrick Cantlay. Daniel Berger also at $6.51. We know he is the absolute course horse for TPC Southwind along with Dustin Johnson. Berger has won this event not once but twice as a full-field event, and then he finished runner-up another time in the WGC version. But we have a new top dog. It's Colin Morikawa the Open champion, our champion golfer of the year, the man who missed out on a bronze medal in a playoff last week in Tokyo is now $8.26. The public saying small greens, no problem for Colin Morikawa, who at $8.26 needs to finish 12th or better, a huge jump in the last minute or so. Jordan Spieth, Dustin Johnson still behind. We are seeing finally some steam on Xander Shoffley, the man who just – donned the gold medal last week, $7 even. That means if you're a buyer at $7, you're asking the gold medalist to finish 15th or better. We are seeing movement on Victor Hovland, $6.51. We're seeing movement on Justin Thomas, $6.40. Even Webb Simpson making a move, but the man not really making a move is Rory McElroy. He'll be back in a hat this week, but he is $5.55, which means he is. you're asking him to finish about 21st or better to return you a profit in the cash market. We are in that window right now. This IPO phase can close at any moment. It's 8.57 PM Eastern time by my clock. 90 second window in which this IPO phase is going to close. It is still Colin Morikawa at the top. Jordan Spieth right behind and Brooks Kepka has asserted himself again now 7 dollars fifty cents. We're seeing a lot of movement in guys like Hideki Matsuyama, Matt Fitzpatrick, Abraham Answer, Corey Connors, even Joaquin Neiman, who a few minutes ago was $1.25. He's now $5.25, but we're still seeing Bryson DeChambeau on the verge of being the cheapest he has ever been by a pretty large margin in the jock market. Last time we saw him in a cash market, it was $6.33 at the Open Championship, currently $5.09. If you're buying Bryson at $5.09 a share, you're asking him to finish 23rd or better. Joe, are we still open?
1: We are open.
0: Open for business. The jock market is open for business. I'm going to try to sneak in one more refresh here because I don't think it's going to last very long. And I want to try to get the most updated numbers here. And let's see what we've got. Okay. Colin Morikawa is still $8 and 26 cents. Jordan Spieth extending himself a little bit from the rest of the pack at $7 and 71 cents. Kepka, DJ Xander, all the notable names right behind. No movement on Rory McElroy, No movement on Bryson DeChambeau. Looking further down the board, Harris English, $4 and 95 cents. He hasn't moved much over the course of the evening. And we are seeing a bit of movement and a bit of traction for guys like Max Homa, Ian Poulter, and even Tommy Fleetwood down at the bottom of the board, but we are moments away from this IPO phase closing. Our top dog at the moment is Colin Morikawa, $8.26. If you buy a share of Colin at eight twenty six, or 10 shares or 100 shares of him, you're asking him to finish 12th or better to return you a profit this week in a 66-man field, and I think we're closed.
1: Shut, shut it, it down. It down. Yep, shut, shut it, it down.
0: down. IPO is closed.
1: Ooh, that was a late close. Very late. I I've Flurry got of action ahead. at the end.
0: All right. IPO is closed. We are going to let the dust settle here for the next minute or so. That was late. Uh 8.59 by my clock. That is one of the later ones we've had in quite some time, Joe. And you mentioned a flurry. So I'm excited to see what these final prices
1: are. Yeah, it 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 didn't feel like anyone got to where I targeted them, to be honest with you. Even the guys at the top, I'll have to look where was you know, where did more okay, so I have more cow at 826, which is still kind of shocking, right? I thought that he would for sure get to that $10 mark, especially in a short field. Only one to clear eight dollars, it looks like. So, a lot of guys, very cheap, should prevent a, a ton of value. Um, present a ton of value to anyone who who has shares this week. Mostly.
0: Drew says that IPO rush is a feeling like none other. Yeah, that is certainly for sure. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. We're going to get Joe's portfolio here in a second, but I'm going to give away 20 bucks and then I'll give away 20 more on our way out at the end of the show. So this one is going to... I just had his comment here. Yoast. Congratulations, Yoast. We'll get you set up with that $20. And there is one more $20 giveaway. So if you've been waiting to drop your market username, why? And drop it right now. That'll get you entered into a draw. Joe, this is your time to shine, my friend. Let's hear who is is in your portfolio.
1: Spieth at the top. Love it. Uh, 771. Cheap, right? The so 771,
0: hard. 771. To put this into perspective, 13th or better. That is what in a 66 man field is what Joe is asking oh, from Jordan Speeth. His last handful of results, second, 19th, 18th, second, 30th, ninth, third. For I mean, let's go. Jordan Speeth, yeah. let's go.
1: All right. My other guy, sort of in this top range, was Justin Thomas, 689. Okay. I like, him. I, him. I, I thought I was going to be a little early on JT. Uh, hoping this is a place you can turn it around. The rest, all sub $5. I just got a bunch of guys. So I, I'll start. I took Shane Lowry, who was my mid cap pick. Yep. Um, Ian Poulter, Kevin Kisner,
0: mm-hmm. Matt
1: Wolf. These guys are all like right around the $3 mark. Lee Westwood. And then I took Cage Lee, who was my penny stock. Ended up at $2.58. So um, I just kind of really attacked that. $3-ish range, which I think in a small field like this, given the top 50 pay out more than a dollar with such a low floor, it gives me a pretty high ceiling and some opportunity to to turn a profit and turn these holdings into a solid uh, portfolio this week. We'll see how things shake out.
0: Well, you put your money where your mouth is because you got your blue chip, you got your mid cap, you got your penny stock. That is Spieth, Lowry, and Lee respectively. So your entire portfolio, Spieth, Thomas, Lowry, Polter, Kisner, Wolf, Westwood, Lee, larger than normal, but in a week where pricing or bid seems soft, I think that was the way to go.
1: That's kind of how it felt like there was a lot of value out there. So I didn't want to leave anything out there, especially on those guys. You know, I like, Poulter, Kisner, Wolf, Westwood, like these guys, the way I kind of figured it is they're all like three bucks. I really just need one of them to play really well. Right. And and I can kind of break even if two of them like top 15 this week, I'm doing great. Uh, And if one of them go on to like top five, I'm doing incredible. So I'm really just hoping for sort of one or two of those four to really have a solid top 20 finish this week. And if that happens, I should be in pretty good shape.
0: Yeah. So here's the big board. Colin Morikawa ends up as your most expensive golfer, $8.26. There were five other (laughs) events uh, in which Colin Morikawa has been more expensive. Sony, RBC Heritage, Charles Schwab Challenge, the Players, and the Memorial, all of those full field events, a lot of them much stronger fields than what we are going to get this week. So Colin Morikawa at $8.26, certainly seeming like a very good deal. Jordan Spieth at $7.71, um, kind of the same thing. You know, He is usually more expensive than this. Are there anything... Uh, there is a name uh, that jumps out to me as being pretty significantly off, but is there anybody in the top, you know, ten that that is most surprising to you?
1: No, the one that's most surprising to me, and I think you probably are going to say the same one is Rory. It's Rory.
0: It's obviously yeah. Rory. It has to be them. Rory. Um, <laughs> five dollars and seventy six cents. So that is asking Rory McElroy, Not sure if you've heard of him, Rory McElroy. <laughs> To finish twentieth or better in a sixty-six man field, um, yeah, Let, it's pretty like, wild. It's pretty wild,
1: especially off playing pretty well last week, right? He got himself into that sort of playoff. He, you know, he
0: him and Hadley both were in that playoff and both finished at like five dollars and seventy-five cents.
1: Right, right. Um, I think Rory has them. The most upside of anyone, given where his price is, because um, there's a lot of ways that this can play out, where he ends up hoisting a trophy on Sunday, and it would surprise nobody. So five dollars and seventy six cents, by far the cheapest by like a dollar that I've seen him. Uh, The only other one was the Tour Championship. I'm looking at, which was very early on in jock markets, so the pricing was was relatively low in general. Then there were just less shares or less people playing uh but still a dollar cheaper than that now he still returned 33% that week um yeah the price is the price is outrageous and that's one that you know caught up in the flurry of the last five minutes that I missed and I think a lot of people will will admit who don't have shares of Roy they probably missed that one as well.
0: I love Web Simpson but in no way should Webb Simpson be more expensive than Roy McElroy this week. And Austin puts it a good way he says and I quote, Rory's price is a joke, scooped up 70, 70 0 wow. shares of Rory McElroy. So to put that into perspective, uh, if Rory wins this, and I'm going to do the math quickly in my head, Austin alone on Rory, if he holds, uh, would stand to make, what's that, about 20 bucks a share, about 1,400 bucks on on Rory. Am I doing that That's right? Up, 20 right. times 70? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. There you go. Very <laughs> cool. Good luck, Austin. Um, A Good little luck. bit... A little bit further down the board, so it, it happened. Yeah, here's Bryson, uh, the cheapest he's ever been by a pretty significant margin, uh, five dollars and nine cents. He was six dollars and thirty three cents at the Open Championship. He was six fifty at the Tour Championship, the very first cash market that ever existed last year. So this is um, the the sentiment on Bryson can only be described as rock bottom.
1: Right. Yeah, rock bottom. And, and even these couple of guys under him, like Hatton, has never, from what I'm seeing, has never been sub $5. Will Zalatoris, I don't think, has ever been sub $5. So um, just value all over the board, it's, it appears this week. And, and hopefully um, everyone here makes a lot of money. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so now it's going to make it pretty interesting cuz now we enter the live trading version yeah. uh, the live trading phase and a lot of the shares are already in the positive, Joe. I imagine as you look through your app, yeah. uh, you've got a lot of green numbers next to them because we we're going to have a lot of guys who are already outpacing their their finishing position now in a week like that like like are are you more are you more Apt to hold on to these guys because there's so much built-in value, or I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of an yeah. interesting dynamic.
1: Totally, yeah. Um, I can see it going both ways. I can see what you're saying about how you got in at such a good price. Do you just want to hold and see how things go? Uh, but also, I think around that halfway point, um, you are also at the same side in at such a low price, where if someone makes you a $10, $12 offer on almost any player on the field, you can double your money per share. Um, maybe that's <laughs> worth taking it, right? It's like not a bad not a bad scenario either way that you slice it. I do think that there will be a lot of, it feels like there's going to be a lot of in-play trading this week. Um, hopefully that continues to ratchet up in the future. It just makes this more fun
0: especially because everyone is going to be involved for all four rounds as well. Right. You're not going to have, right. the cut you're going to have 66 golfers, four rounds of it with the top 50, uh, you know, pay out the way the, the curve that it is um, and the built-in value. Uh, yeah. There is, there is seemingly a lot of incentive to be active in the, in the, in the live trading portion of this.
1: Should be a great week. Um, we've got the sort of end of the season coming up here. We got a bunch of no cut stuff throughout the playoffs as well. So uh, we'll see if those kind of mirror this week in terms of value, but a ton of opportunities for myself and those of all of us who, who are here. So, uh, looking forward to it greatly.
0: Let me do this. Um, hit the like button for me. Thank you very much. I'm going to give away 20 more dollars, our final $20 right now. It's going to go to Andy. A D Smith, congratulations. We will get you set up, Andy, with $20 to the jock market. And we will give away uh 20 or excuse me, a hundred more next week for Wyndham. If you have not deposited yet, use the code Power up to a $50 deposit bonus. Joe, you mentioned it. We have Wyndham next week. We've got the playoff run. I think there's one week off two weeks. I mean, whatever it is, it's not much. So this, this <laughs> is a stretch of golf, uh, that is going to continue essentially until Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Until Thanksgiving. And then we get that little five, six week break there. But, uh, yeah, we have the whole fall swing after that. We'll have cash markets for every one of them. We'll be right here for jock market power hour every Wednesday at eight 15. So, um, it's been an exciting year in the jock market. And we've basically been doing this show since what, January. So uh, it's been a ton of fun. Thank you guys all for for coming along the ride with us. And and we appreciate it. Hope you all have a great week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Follow Joe on Twitter at TorPix. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. This has been your jock market power hour for this week's WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational. Best of luck. And we'll catch you next week.